You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's plate this dish, shall we, everybody, on a Monday, October the 11th, and a Tuesday, October 12th. It is another installment of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for joining us and listening today. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Locked On Lions, we are free and available on all platforms. Coming up on the show, we do our Monday ritual, the pro football focus top five and bottom five, both on offense and defense. From yesterday's gut-wrenching 1917 loss to the Vikings. You know, I knew the Lions lost to the Ravens earlier this year, 1917. I wasn't aware that the Tom Dempsey field goal was also 1917. This is just, I I mean, this is just unbelievable. The Lions are 0-5. I don't think it's that big of a surprise to all of us that they're 0-5, but it's how they've gotten to 0-5. And just how gut-wrenching and heartbreaking the Ravens' loss was and yesterday was. So we'll discuss. um, Also, uh, injury updates, Quintez Cephas, Taylor Decker. We will get to that. Here's where I want to start, though, today. And this is the hottest topic of the day. And if any sports radio show or any other podcaster or any local TV guy or girl, if you're not leading with Dan Campbell crying from yesterday, then you don't know how to do this business. You don't know how to do this. This is the big story. All right? Nothing else is the story. Well, the Lions are 0-5. Hey, Campbell's the third hire made by the Lions in the past seven head coaches to start 0-5. I give you all the stats. I got my crack research staff. I'm going to give you some numbers. The story of the day is the head coach cried yesterday. That's the story. The man cares. The man has passion. He loves his players and they love him. And the culture has changed. We saw a genuine individual. And I'm a crier too. I'll cry. I'm a crier too. We saw a genuine individual yesterday spill his guts in front of the beat writers and a few other members of the media in Minnesota yesterday after Greg Joseph hit from 54 yards out to beat him. And you saw an individual that cares so much and is so emotional that he shed a tear on October the 10th in his first season. There are many people, many people, who are taking their shots at Dan Campbell today. There are some that are saying, you can't do that. I want you to take a listen. I, I Once in a while... I, I'm a fan of the uh, DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Some of you may have it on your Sirius XM channel 206. Damon Amendolara is somebody that's been on the podcast before. I've known for many years. He's a Syracuse fellow Syracuse guy. Here was Damon's take this morning. This is a national radio host. Here was DA's take yesterday, courtesy of CBS Sports Radio, on Dan Campbell and how he... Got emotional after yesterday's loss. 
This uh, from this morning, the morning show DA on CBS Sports Radio. Take a listen. Scary to care so much about a loss in week five that you you're on the verge of emotional breakdown and crying. That's that's scary. I'm sorry. It is. Like I said, it you're going to think it's awesome right now. Wow, he really cares. Well, what happens when you lose by a field goal to the Vikings on Thanksgiving? What happens when you lose by a field goal, you know, to the Packers or the Niners or wherever? Week 16 and 17 and now 18. You know, this is going to happen. Like, you, you've got to keep it together. It's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you just have to keep it together. Look, you want it for yourself. I know, man. I know. But I would also say this. Like, if you're crying after week five losses, maybe tone down how much caffeine you're drinking. Maybe, you know, you're prone to really high highs and really low lows. And that emotional roller coaster, it's a 17, now 18-week season. I mean, can Dan Campbell survive three years coaching if he's crying in week five of season number one? You know, it's tough. <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, I don't I don't mean to, you know, be like Skeletor here and be like have a black heart and never care, but I just I need you more even keel in week five. And this is gonna be such an unpopular opinion, and I totally know where this is going. Oh, DA, you're so heartless. You gotta love the passion. And you watch every talking head in America today. You gotta love Dan Campbell's passion. This is awesome. The reality is you need a guy that can withstand highs and lows because you're trying to build something long term. You know, it's not a one-game season. And nobody died. Nobody got injured. This isn't some tragedy. This isn't a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you lost. It's a regular season game against the Vikings. All right, so that courtesy of CBS Sports Radio, there is the DA show, Damon Amendolar. Let me, let me say this. I, I, I understand Damon's take. I get it. But I liked it. I don't have a problem with it. And this notion of, well, Dan Campbell can't do that. He can't do that. He might lose the locker room. See, I don't think he's going to this time. This isn't about Dan Campbell. Oh, this is his SOL moment. This is his lionized moment. They've all been lionized. They've all been SOL. Every coach before him. And probably every coach after him until some things change around here and the proper players are put on the field. Dan Campbell is not the problem. Is he perfect? No. What letter grade would I give him through five games? Probably a C. Yesterday he coached his ass off. He was smarter with his fourth downs. He wasn't this gambling lunatic rolling the dice. Then he went for two at the end of the game, and you know what? They got it. And he told his team, I have faith in you. Let's go win the game. And for 37 seconds, it looked like they were going to. But Marty Morningwig started 0-5. Rod Marinelli started 0-5. Steve Mariucci started 1-4. Jim Schwartz started 1-4. Matt Patricia started 2-3. Five of the seven coaches started with no more than one win in their first five games. Jim Caldwell, 
started three and two, is the only coach hired by this organization, which has been a terrible organization since 2001. Caldwell is the only coach hired by them since 01 that started with a winning record through five games. Of the six coaches who started with a losing record, Marinucci, uh, Marinucci, Morningwig, Mariucci, Marinelli, Schwartz, Patricia, and now Dan Campbell. They've collectively combined to go on and coach one winning season. One, 2011, Jim Schwartz. But to sit here and say that they, he can't do this, it'll hurt him. This has happened so many times before with this team, so the guy shed a couple of tears. So what? I don't think he's going to melt down. I don't think after week 12 he's going to quit. I don't think the players are going to quit. It was genuine. Was he on the ground rolling around, bawling his eyes out to the point where he couldn't speak? No, he got a little choked up. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's the end of Dan Campbell or the beginning of his SOL moment or he's been lionized. I'm not ready to go there yet because the team is barren of talent. Remember the old Barry Cupboard bit we used to do at DFN? The cupboard is bare, but it really is bare. This isn't like Brady Hoke or Rich Rodriguez talking. No, it's bare. He, this guy's trying to trot out Jerry Jacobs as a starting cornerback. He wasn't even drafted. Matt Nelson plays every game at right tackle. Matt Nelson was a defensive lineman in college. There's just not, not a lot of talent there. And they're playing their asses off and they're fighting hard. If you did a draft yesterday of players on the field for both teams and said, you got five picks and you could take them and put them on your team. They'd be all Vikings. You'd take Justin Jefferson. You'd take Dalvin Cook. You'd take Eric Kendricks. You'd take Harrison Smith. And you'd take Daniel Hunter before you took any Lion. Oh, but Dalvin Cook didn't play yesterday. Okay, name me a Lion. You can't because the guys that you would name are hurt. Frank Ragnow. Maybe Romeo Quara. TJ Hawkinson hasn't had a good year. So far, maybe you'd take him. But all the talent was on the other side of the field. And with 30 seconds to go, you had the game won. Now, did Dan Campbell have a hand in losing that game yesterday? Of course he did. Because he green-lighted Aaron Glenn to not have his $18 million a year defensive lineman, Trey Flowers, nor his best pass rusher, Charles Harris, on the field for the Vikings' last offensive play. Instead, there was Austin Bryant, Nick Williams, and Julian O'Quara. That's poor coaching. But I'm going to defend Dan Campbell here. I just don't think this is the end of the world that he cried a little bit yesterday. What to do with Panay Sewell? What are they going to do about Quintez Cephas? We'll do that coming up next. Matt Derry with you to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. 
and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never, never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thanks for making Locked On Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also where fans commiserate each and every day the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. One of my Facebook listeners and commenters, the great Rainy Litke. Shout out to Rainy. She loves her Lions. She is a diehard fan. And uh, oh my gosh. So Rainy is a great mom, a great wife, and one of my favorite people. So uh, she's devastated that her Lions lost yesterday. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Rainy. All right. So if you have thoughts on Dan Campbell, let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, like I said, and uh, we'll talk about it. I, I just, oh, he can't do that. Well, yes, he can. His team's won one playoff game since 1957. All these guys they've trotted out have all done stupid things. Oh, Jim Schwartz, he can't do that. He can't run after Jim Harbaugh and look like a moron. Jimmy Handshake, oh, okay. Marty Morningwig, he can't do that. He rode off on a motorcycle and abandoned his team at a practice in Saginaw. No, he could do that. It's the Lions. Bobby Ross, he, you know. He played for the wind, or maybe that was morning wig. Bobby Ross, uh, what did Bobby Ross do? That was a two-point conversion. I, all these coaches do dumb stuff. But to sit here and say that Dan Campbell can't cry, Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. They put this organization in the hands of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, and they've given each of them long-term contracts. Holmes, a five-year deal. And... Uh, Campbell got six years. Six years. Oh, but the Lions, they can't go 0-17. What if they did? What if they did? These players are going to play through every game. They're going to play hard. They're playing harder than I've ever seen them play before. So they go 0-17. So? This organization's already done that. And oh, by the way, made the playoffs with two different coaches after that, it's not a death sentence. I'm not saying they're going to go in 17. I think they're going to win a few games. But the quarterback has got to play better. That's for sure. All right, couple of notes. Number one, Quintez Cephas has broken his collarbone. <clears throat> Dan Campbell said today that Cephas will miss, quote, weeks and weeks, and that's if we get him back for the season. So expect to see more of Kaderil Hodge. Tom Kennedy's name was brought up today. <coughs> brought up today, excuse me. Ooh. By Dan Campbell, as was Geronimo Allison. So there is a chance 
that we will see Tom Kennedy on Sunday when the Lions host the Cincinnati Bengals at Ford Field at 1 o'clock. By the way, Chris Myers and Moose Johnston and Jennifer Hale will be back on the call again. Uh, I was stunned at how many times Moose and Chris called Quintez Cephas Quentin Cephas. That was bad yesterday. That was bad. Uh, Speaking of Dan's, Dan Horde, Dan, Matthew, Dan, Dan Horde is going to join us, the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals, tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, Love me some Dan Horde. He's great. And we'll talk about how the Bengals are building this thing. They nearly beat the Packers yesterday. Also, before we get to the PFF grades, Dan Campbell said today that the plan is tentatively to keep Taylor Decker at left tackle and move Panay Sewell back to right tackle. Decker, coming back from that finger injury, might play Sunday, which would be a welcome addition to this offensive line. Now, here's what happened. Panay Sewell played really well in Week 1, really well in Week 1 at left tackle against Nick Bosa, Armstead, and the 49ers. And everybody said, oh, my gosh, Panay Sewell's got to stay at left tackle. They'd be stupid to move him back. I never... Hopped on that train. Does Sewell look better at left tackle than he did in the preseason at right tackle? Yes. But Panay Sewell is not graded out all that well by pro football focus. Had his struggles yesterday, and I know he's playing on a a bit of an injured ankle. So you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He also just turned 21 the other day. The guy's the youngest starting offensive lineman in the NFL. So I think we can cut him a little bit of slack. But Would I move him back to right tackle and have Decker play left tackle? Yes. Yes, I would. You drafted him to play right tackle. Let him play there. This notion that, oh, they they can't move him back. Why not? They're 0-5. It's a developmental season. Wouldn't you want to have Taylor Decker at left tackle and Panay Sewell if he's going to play well at right tackle? I'll take it. I think everybody jumped to way too many conclusions after the first game. Oh, you can't move him back. Yeah, you can. Panay Sewell's pass blocking grade yesterday at left tackle by PFF, 38.7. That's low. That's real low. Very low. So, I'm all for it. I have no issue with it. Let him go back to right tackle and learn the position and continue with the footwork and everything else. That's where the Lions are right now. It's developmental time. It's learning about your players. The Lions are starting to learn about some of their players. We learned yesterday a few things about Tracy Walker and how well he played and Jerry Jacobs and some of the young guys. That's a good sign. We've learned that Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift have made a nice duo. There's a good tandem back there. So that's that's where I'm at with that. Pro football focus. Who looked good? Who didn't look good for the Lions? We will t- do that uh, coming up next. Don't forget about Built Bar, ladies and gentlemen. Go on the website right now to BuiltBar.com and look for yourself. All right? The best tasting protein bars ever. They are fan-flipping Fantastic. They got the new cherry lime bar. <clears throat> I love, I love cookies and cream. It just tastes like a chocolate bar. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's not. It's a protein bar with only like 150 calories. You can't beat that. Fantastic. 
<clears throat> so I love them all. Salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, cherry barcia. They're all fantastic, and they're good and good for you. All tasty, all healthy. It's the best. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, each and every Monday we do this. We talk about pro football focus and the grades for Sunday's game. Man, my throat is bad today. Um, Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Lions lost to the Vikings, but we did see some productivity from Kaderil Hodge, highest-graded Lions offensive player. The wide receiver uh, garnered in a 75.2. Second-highest grade, Amon Ross St. Brown, 75.0. Number three, Quintez Cephas, before he got hurt. Broken collarbone. Ugh, just sucks. 74.1. Jamal Williams, a 70.1. And Halapulavati Vitae, the highest-graded Lions offensive lineman, at 67.5. As far as on the defensive side of the ball, Trinity Benson, worst and lowest-graded Lions offensive player at a 41.0. Matt Nelson, 43.4. Jonah Jackson, 45.6. Khalif Raymond, 49.6. And yes, Jared Goff, 50.8. Goff uh, grades out as one of the top five lowest Lions offensive players. Not a surprise, I don't think, to anybody that that is where we're at when it comes to Jared Goff. And I, I, I keep saying it. I mean, he is just so inconsistent and so average. That when this team does turn the corner, when they get good again, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback. He's just not good enough. On defense, Tracy Walker, number one, 88.1 grade. Tops on the entire team. Trey Flowers, number two at 80.5. Jalen Reeves-Mabin, whom Dan Campbell said today is the most improved player since he's been there. 79.6. Levi Onzerike, 72.3. Nick Williams in 45 snaps, 71.5. Those are your top five highest-graded Lion defenders. Your bottom five lowest-graded defenders. Number one, Derek Barnes, uh uh-oh, 44.2. Alex Anzalone, this surprises me. I I really like the way he played yesterday, but the PFF didn't, 47.0. Julian Okwara, 48.1. Amadio Ruarie, 48.7, and the fifth lowest Lions graded out player, A.J. Parker. Surprise. 51.3. A.J. Parker did a nice job um, yesterday, made a couple of tackles, but his coverage grade was really, really low. So those are your top five and bottom five Lions offensive and defensive players from our friends. At Pro Football Focus. Check them out at pff.com. All right, so the Lions get Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming up on Sunday. Dan Horde, the voice of the Bengals, will join us. We got the crossover on Thursday. Hope you guys are doing well and hanging in there. Shout out to all the listeners. Can't do it without you. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here 
on the Locked On Podcast Network.